I think what happens is when we all start thinking about starting something, we automatically go into the result. Yeah. Automatically. Glory. Yo, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to hit this button (laughs) and I'm going to get so many followers and I'm going to be viral and I'm going to be on (laughs) TV. And all this stuff like comes with it. But but you know what starting really is? Starting is is wrestling with new routines. Mm. Let's do this. Dude, what is that music? The music created. That is not the soundtrack. That is not <laughs> the soundtrack. Alright, go ahead, you go. Hi, uh, hi everybody, this is Ntebo. Hey, and this is Eddie. And thank you for joining us on Define South Podcast. Yo, so let's let's get back into this conversation on defying the fear of getting started. Um, actually, I wanted to roll into our final thoughts from last week on, on stopping the resistance and, and actually moving forward. Um, and that's just a quick four-minute conversation. But right after that, uh, Ntebo and I, we're going to roll into an interview about my experiences of starting my own private practice. So, uh, again, thank you guys, and let's let's get right into it. You know, and I actually, one of the things that helped me to move from a year ago, uh, when we had when you first brought up the thing of oh, well, let's start a podcast, to the day when you said let's buy a mic, and I'm like, oh yeah, let's buy a mic, was I went through a process where. Um, I felt God saying, you, you need to stop resisting me. Mm, yeah. Right. Because I realized that, and now I realized that resistance comes in different forms. Sometimes it's active res- resistance, right? So active resistance is me saying to my son, hey, can you please pick up, can you go to my room to go pick up your clothes off the floor and, you know, take them to the laundry? And instead of going to my room, he goes to his room and lays down. Right, that's like very active. Actively, you are resisting. Like you are not even trying to, <laughs> yeah. you know, to listen. And sometimes passive resistance is, you know, I hear what you're saying. It looks like I'm doing it, but I'm not really fully buying your story. Mm-hmm. And I realized that that was me, where I just was passively resisting God. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm saying yes. You know, like how sometimes you talk to someone and they're like, yeah. That you turn around and you think that they'll do and truly follow through with what you've told them, and they don't really, yeah, right. So I realized that that was me. I was just like passively resisting, um, and I came to a point where I was like, I felt just like God saying that you need to stop resisting me. Mm-hmm. So when I say do something, I want you to just go ahead and do it, mm-hmm. like fully believe and fully put yourself into it and do it. Yeah, don't give me lip, lip service right. and say yes. And make it look like you truly believe me, but you don't because your actions kind of like don't prove it. So that's what helped me to move and to begin to say, okay, well, if I have to stop the passive resistance. So then the next thing that I come across where I feel like I need to do something. Guess what? I'm not even going to have a conversation with myself about, oh my gosh, no, but I'm scared. I'm No. At that point, I decided that I'm just going to go ahead and do it, which is why I was like, okay, baby, yeah, just buy it. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I was still scared, but I was like, just buy it because I was very actively learning to stop the resistance. Right. And, you know, another form of that, like the passive resistance is is when you um, when you say yes and then you start planning and you and you find yourself planning for two months. 
right? And never actually doing the thing and launching the thing that, that you have. So, so that was also something that I struggled with. Whereas this thing where, you know, even with this podcast, like I wanted, I wanted the right music. I wanted, you know, I wanted to figure out how to do editing, you know, the correct way and like all this different stuff. And I found myself sitting on the podcast for two weeks because I was just trying to plan and without realizing that what was really happening was fear. What was really happening was I was afraid to expose myself. I was mm-hmm. exposed to really go out there and do the thing, you know, that God's been saying, hit that button. And so so I remember, I don't know, since the beginning of the year and, so, and since the beginning of my of my private practice, mm-hmm. one of the big things that, that has been consistent has been like this, this sense of just hit the button. Yeah. Hit the button. If it's a record button, hit record. Mm. If it's a send edit button, button, if it's a send button, send. if it's the talk button, hit yeah. the talk button and talk to this person. So the issue now is just like, just hit the button. Yeah. You know, no no more planning, no more hesitation mm-hmm. because you really have to sit down. There's a difference between waiting on God's timing and and hesitating yeah. on God's command, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and, and I think it's really important things. that you are able to know the distinction yeah. and, and respond appropriately. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's, yeah. that's really good. That's good. Cool. All right. So do you want to get into... Well, do you want to use this time to talk a little bit more about your experience so far with starting the private practice? Yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. get into that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So do you want to just give everybody a background of, yeah, we keep saying private practice, but okay. what are, what are yeah. we talking about? <laughs> so so um, I am I am a licensed uh, marriage and family therapist in the state of Florida, and I um uh have had that license for first many years now. Um You do know that that license was the reason we moved to the US and not South Africa, right? And and I <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I regret that a little bit. I, <laughs> I feel like South Africa was a sweet life. We might have chose wrong, but it's true. We move here so I could finish the, my degree. Well, yeah, you're almost done with your licensure. Done. Yeah, with my licensure, like two right? Years right. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there, I got my license, and um, uh, so I've had my license for just about as long as we've been married, and um, and so right after that, I started my private practice once I received my license called Anchor Point Family Services, and um, uh, so during that time, I still worked for a a nonprofit agency that worked with foster care, um, and and with foster families, um, which was in itself a very important. Uh, time and season of learning mm-hmm. in my life, right? Yeah. So, so while I worked at this nonprofit, I also part time on the weekends and the evenings saw clients in my private practice. Um, so that was like a soft start, right? All right. right. Mm-hmm. And then, did you have any fear, at least with that portion? Did you have any fear of going out and just seeing clients, sort of like on your own, or that wasn't really a factor then because you had the cushion of the security of your your job. Yeah, you know, I totally had the security of my job. Um, but even in the testing the waters, mm-hmm. um, I found myself having to kind of face fears of starting a contract with this with, with one company. You know, or small little things okay. like picking up the phone when somebody called and 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 uh, you know responding to that and like little baby steps, okay. right? As I as I was going through that, so um, you know, I, I think I think it was important that I was able to do both. 
Okay. Um, and uh, and I and so about six years into it, there was a huge switch, a big change that happened in our lives, a big change that was happening in the organization as well mm-hmm. that was going in a different direction. Um, which when and I essentially had a had a ultimatum. I I could have I could have stayed there mm-hmm. and ignored a lot of the things that God's put in my heart. Yeah. You know. Um, which I don't, which I didn't want to do. And I know the organization didn't want me to do, you know, or I could have taken a step out and not have a paycheck anymore and, and take a risk. So I had a year, uh, where I let the organization know and I had to prepare, you know, for, for managing my private practice full time. Um, so there's, there's even, even before you get started, I have a couple principles that I want to share about that. Mm One, I, I want to say that, I mean, one of the things that I, I had to realize is that, you know, don't um, don't uh, underestimate the power of walking up to the to the start line. Hmm. You know, there, oh, not even the, just starting, just walking not even up started, to just it. walking up to the start mm, line, because that? I mean, think about what a racer thinks about when they're walking up to, to the starting line, mm. assuming that they're not um, they they they're not depressed or they don't hate themselves or they don't doubt themselves <laughs> assuming that they have a chance to make it work right no like oh, okay i'm, I'm just thinking like the potential i mean it's like somebody's going to win this race okay. why not me oh yeah i've All been right. i've been practicing i've been getting myself ready i'm conditioned okay. like i know what i will do when i get to that to that first place so i know my running stance while i'm running so i think i think it's crucial that we do not take it for granted um uh the the space right before you get started right because your motivation is high Mm -hmm. um your uh your emotional your dreaming you know your sight of where you're going that is crucial time to work out the vision to work out the details, the administrative task that are that you're going to need, you know, the groundwork that you're going to need to stand on when you're on your own mm-hmm. and you've really started this thing and you now need consistency. I think it's really important that that we don't be too quick to jump out and start, you know, but we maximize the, the walking up to the starting mm. line. So when you're talking about walking up to the starting line, you're talking about the preparation period. I had one year preparation. And period I think where, so. I mm-hmm. think the preparation period though is is it's it's, uh, it's even broader than a year, right? Because the preparation period is how you worked when you were with your, with the company, right? That's because true. Because you carried the vision, and it's like even inside of that is you know work in such a way. I mean, in your case, you were going to. It's not like you were leaving and going to a completely different industry, right? Mm-hmm. So in your case, it was, well, maximize the time that you are here. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Maximize the time. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you are grabbing skills for the company, but also for yourself. Right. That you are, you know, understanding things. And, you, you know, as in the case of you starting something part-time, you know, you begin to flex some of those muscles. Yeah. Right. So preparation is not just a, okay, I'm writing the business plan for this thing now. But I think it can be so. Yeah, in some cases, you know, a couple of years because I want to become, I want to own an HR consultancy. But I'm going to put ten years into learning all about HR. But and I'm working for someone. But because I am well aware of where I'm headed, then even my posture and my stance and my attitude while I work for this person mm-hmm. is one of somebody who's planning to become a business owner. 
mm-hmm. right? Long before, like in your case, the year. Because I believe that it, the year, yes, fine, you were doing fine tuning. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But the process began like it's true. years ago mm-hmm. where you knew that this was not where it was going to end for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And because you knew that this is not where it was going to end for you, you began. You know, you had like a level of awareness of that and yeah. you began sowing seeds towards building yourself, you know, so that you are ready when you want to step out, right? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Very good point. Yeah, so then um, so then I left uh, December 20th, uh, 2017, 18, yeah. 2018, mm-hmm. last year. And, um, and so my first week on my own, uh, after the Christmas and holidays was, you know, like first week of January. Yeah. But I mean, can you, let's just go back then. Like what were some of the moments of panic? Because it, because I, I know you'd have experienced the moments of panic long before December 20th arrived. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think, um, and how did you deal with those? Right. Yeah. Okay. So I guess a couple, a couple key factors that, that I would have contended with, was the idea that um, well, am I am I really good enough? Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, you know there's this, especially for starters, trailblazers. There tends to be this internal thing of, you know, maybe you're just a spoiled brat. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe you just need to sit down and be okay with the mini, yeah. instead of trying to poke out and be a singular mm-hmm. standard. You know, so so maybe you should just maybe you're off. You know, there's a reason why nobody else is doing this and you're the only one thinking about doing this. There's a reason. <laughs> thinking that you can do this. Yeah, thinking that you're good enough to yeah. do <laughs> So So that's all noise. You know, that's mm-hmm. all that internal stuff that I feel like I just I just had to contend with, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for, for some days and weeks mm-hmm. leading up to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so once you... Well, I mean, in in your case, what well, you know, you rescinded in your resignation, and then December twentieth was sort of coming for you, whether you were ready or not, mm-hmm. right? So, like, what happened? What did you know? Did the fear dissipate? Did you start having new fears once December twentieth started and your job was terminated, and you know, you were on your own? Yeah, no, I think it really hit me when I got my last paycheck. Okay. And I'm like, wow, wait, what? So this is it, right? I won't. (laughs) (laughs) Like nobody's going to pay me anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that it really hit me then. Um, uh, But no, I think think also, I mean, you realize when a plane is landing, um, nothing will stop its path. Mm -hmm. You know, doesn't matter what wind, doesn't matter, you know, rainstorm when it's on the landing path it it will be landing and i think i think i found myself in a zone towards the end there where it was like hey this is this is coming for an end mm. and i i will also say that that in my time of prayer like god was already preparing my heart in a big way mm. um to 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 make that jump almost as if it was like listen you need to already now switch like mm. this that that was amazing um, but don't be, mm. don't be seduced by your past successes. Don't look back. Don't look back. Mm, you know, right. you have to look forward. You have to look into the things that's next, into the things that I want to build. 
And I mind you, I'm not exactly sure what God wants to build. <laughs> you know, the issue is just look forward. Like, yeah. I don't know where this is going. I'm yeah. starting in ignorance. Yes. I don't know what I don't know, you know. Um, but but what's clear is like, don't be anchored or seduced again by, the by who you were. Yeah. Then, you know, uh, I'm doing a new thing, mm. you know, and it will spring forth. Like yeah. there's there's not necessarily a preparation that can get you ready for what I'm going to do. Mm. Right. So, so move forward. Mm. Yeah, that's an important thing. That's So start mm-hmm. and don't linger in the past. Right. Because it's true. Because if you're lingering on the fact that, man, I used to get a paycheck and it used to be this much, then the fact that you're starting and there's no paycheck to speak of and you have to begin to go find clients, that could be a deterrent. So I think that's like a very, that's a great point. Mm-hmm you know, for one, for, for us to hold on to, mm-hmm. to say, yeah, the past may have been great, but I'm doing something different. Don't even try to compare your future to the present. Right. Because, you know, it's just not comparable. And mm-hmm. doing that might actually short circuit or rob you of the, the thing that I'm putting before you to do. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's very good. Yeah. Well, that's very good. Cool. So do you have anything else to share? Yeah. I mean, look, I think, um, I think uh, the first the first few weeks of starting, very telling, absolutely tremendous, tremendous lessons. Um, I think one of the things that is very important about starting is that we remove the allure of achievement, the glory of achievement behind mm-hmm. starting. Because I think what happens is when we all start think of, st- thinking about starting something, we automatically go into the result. Yeah. Automatically. The glory. Yo, I'm going to do this over. thing. I'm going to hit this button and I'm going to get so many followers and I'm going to be viral and I'm going to be on TV (laughs) and all this stuff like comes with it. But, but you know what starting really is? Starting is, is wrestling with new routines. Mm. That's what starting is. It is an achievement, you know, um, it's, it's making decision to say, I'm going to wrestle with doing this one thing over and over and over and over again. And, and, and affirming the reason why I'm doing it every time and affirming that I am enough every time. I mean, like it's, it's like just the ability to say, and like I said earlier, it's not starting. Isn't about them. It's about you. Mm. Um, The first phase of this is all about you proving to yourself that, that you're the one Mm -hmm. that you've run with horses and now you're ready to run. You've run with men and now you're ready to run with horses. Mm. You've run at one level of life. Yeah. And now you're ready to go into something supernatural, something bigger than you, something Mm -hmm. bigger than your past or what you've done before. Like that's what, that's what starting is all about. Like a decision to start wrestling Mm. with a new set of routines and the monotony, the simplicity of those routines over time produces success. Mm. Right. But you decide I'm going to keep doing this until a divine source tells me to shift, Mm. you know, to stop. Um, And for me, it's I'm going to keep doing this and I'm going to keep learning for what I'm doing. Mm. When I send people surveys, I'm going to survey them and ask them, what are you really looking for? And then I'm going to hit those buttons and then and then I'll get responses and understand really what they're saying. And then I'm going to hit those buttons. So it's like I'm going to build this from glory to glory, from stage to stage. And and I'm going to do this until, as far as I know, the day I die. Yeah. You know, or until God says, hey, do this different. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah. Okay. So I think this is a good spot to end Okay. It. 
Yeah. yeah. And I mean, again, I think I, I would love for us to continue this conversation. And one of the things that we um, have in mind around this topic of defying the fear of starting is to feature some of you guys, right, yeah. who have started and it's, it's starting anything. Mm-hmm. Right, starting a new business, starting a project, starting that new job, changing career paths. You know, the, or some of these things may seem minor, but fear is like an ever-present thing that if we bow to, can it does stop a lot of people in their tracks, right? So I think it would just be so wonderful to continue to expand on the topic and feature different people's stories, um, you know, and just continue to share and encourage each other of how different of us have overcome the fear of starting. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to be a part of sharing um, uh, how you started something or sharing your process and journey, um, more importantly, we want to know how you defied the fear of your own, Mm. you know, of your own example of starting something. Um, uh, Go over to defyingself.com. Um, and, and head over to this week's episode and in there we'll have a link where you can subscribe, uh, send us an email, um, send us a message, uh, or even record a voice message about, you know, your input and thoughts. Yeah. And this is open to everybody. So whether you're in the U.S., you're in Florida, or you're not, cause what we can, you know, thank God again for technology cause there's different ways of having recording podcasts Mm -hmm. without us be sitting around the table together. So the possibilities are many. So I just hope that nobody's writing themselves off because they're in a different part of the world. Um, But, but because I I just think it'd be wonderful to hear Mm -hmm. different stories. Very cool. All right. Thank you guys. So guys, again, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast and listening in to these discussions. Um, we're going to get started next podcast in a couple weeks with uh, Nell, a good friend of ours based in South Africa. She shared her story on getting started and the principles that has helped her get through those early stages and continue to affirm her. So stay tuned. <laughs>